Hey guys, it's your girl Boonie, and you're listening to episode 142 of the Boonie Breakdown Podcast, your source for all things responsible and ratchet. All right, guys, uh, welcome to this week's episode. I am excited for our guest. You guys know I love to have local people, Baltimore people on my pod um, when I can. And this week's guest is Alana Nicole. She's a whole lot of things, but she's a whole lot of fucking fun. And um, she's a content creator, a marketing consultant, an events consultant, an arts enthusiast. Uh, she's a producer. She's so many things, okay? Um, you guys are going to love this episode. We talk, it is a truly a responsible and ratchet episode. <laughs> we talk about some of the uh, movement and activism work that Alana was doing for the Baltimore community and, you know, outside of Baltimore. And then we switch gears a little bit, get into the ratchet talk. We talk about sex, being fat girls, dating, uh, dating app. Look, it's a good one. I'm telling you. So stick around for that conversation. Okay. All right, let's hop into my pick of the week. All right, pick of the week. I mean, no surprise to anyone. This week, the pick of the week is Juneteenth. Uh, Black people, y'all showed out. I feel like Juneteenth was one of the best years, I mean years, one of the best days of 2020 to date. Um, It's been so much happening. And so it was so great to see true black joy on Juneteenth. Um, People were out. I saw a lot of kickbacks. I saw protests. I saw marches. I saw movements, um, artistic uh, groups collecting and doing dancing and spoken word. Um, I saw a few virtual kickbacks happening. And you guys know I partnered with the sneaker exhibit for doing the Juneteenth Jubilee, which was a small, uh, not small, but a black owned business. I'm trying to get away from saying just automatically quantifying black businesses as small because words have power and hopefully they will not, um, we will grow past that word, a small business. But uh, yes, I want to thank all of you guys for showing up and showing out for Black-owned businesses based in Baltimore, both brick and mortar and online. It was dope to see places sell out before, you know, we encouraged everyone to go from 12 to 4. Some places had to close at 1.30 because they had no more product to sell. You guys killed that shit. And for me, one, um, looking forward to next year. But my hope is, and you guys know, I am a, a, a true proponent of, trying to um, find a black business to support first before you look for an alternative that has been a big push here at the Booney Breakdown and so just don't think of Juneteenth as the one day that you have to support a black business please try to make this something this is a practice okay it's not just a one-off this is your true practice that you will try to find seek out and support black owned businesses Um, so you guys killed that shit Juneteenth was lit and um, I hope that you guys were able to experience it in some way. Oh, and before I move on, I also did a morning sunrise um, event down on the pier down in Fells Point in Baltimore, which was down on the water where our ancestors got off the boat uh, here in Baltimore. And so it was nice to honor our ancestors in that way. Um the I learned some new um, African religion traditions and rituals that I'm not familiar with. And so, yeah, it's always great to learn and to be a part of things that you might not normally do. But it was a very moving experience. And I can't wait for that um, to be bigger and better next year as well. So it was dope to see so many people celebrating Juneteenth in ways that we had not seen before. So let's keep that shit up for next year. All right. Housekeeping. Feedback from last week's episode with Sheikah, hairy booty holes are childish. I am happy to report that I have finally had my wax. So I feel renewed and rejuvenated and restored 
all is well here in the world. I know Sheikha had her appointment coming up soon, but so, so, so many of you guys uh, had reached out and say, you two were still in the struggles and waiting for your waxes, um, your appointments to get freshened up in that area. And so many of you had already said you'd already done it. So kudos to everyone for freeing and getting rid of the hairy booty holes. <laughs> that was a light episode. We needed that episode just to, to, to laugh okay and you guys know there are only three episodes left in season seven that's right we only have three more the last new episode will air on monday july 13th i'm telling you it's some really good interviews coming up for these last few episodes so get excited and mark your calendars also you know we've been trying to get 100 reviews before the end of this season we are at 94, guys. So if you listen to this podcast on any Apple device, that means on an iPad, iPod, iPhone, MacBook, <laughs> then or your iWatch, because I've been noticing people who've been listening to the podcast on their watch. Now, I don't know if you can leave a review using your watch, but all on all of those other devices, you can open the Purple Podcast app, search for the Boonie Breakdown, select it, scroll downwards, has those blank five stars if they're blank on your phone go ahead and hit those five stars that's all you have to do but if you want to go extra step for extra credit then you can hit write a review type some lovely words in and leave Booney a five-star review so we have including this episode four more episodes to get six more five-star reviews I think my ratcheteer gang can do it and if you've already done a five-star review thank you thank you thank you so much and if this is your first time listening or you started a few episodes ago and you still haven't followed us on social media, I encourage you all to do that. All right. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at The Boonie Breakdown. On Twitter, we're just at Boonie Breakdown. OK, so be sure to follow us there. And When you're listening to this episode, share it in your Insta story, retweet it. Post it on Facebook, text it to a friend, whatever you want to do. But thank you guys for helping me grow, grow, grow and get the podcast out here. All right. And when you do that, you can tag us. I'll respond if your page is open and you can use the hashtag the Booney Breakdown and the hashtag pod in P-O-D-I-N. That helps other people find the podcast as well. So, all right, guys, that is it for me. So let's get ready to break it down. All right, guys, it's your girl Booney, and I'm excited because I always love having local people come on the podcast. It's fun to talk to people who live far away, but when it's somebody from the, she's not from Baltimore, but she lives here, so we claim her. So, <laughs> so we're gonna welcome Alana to the podcast. Hey, girl. Hi, Booney. How are you? I am not from Baltimore, but I do live here. <laughs> You're from New York, right? Yes, I'm from the Bronx. Okay, my best friend from college is from the Bronx, so. Oh, bet. Shout out to her. BX, stand up. I, I remember um, my freshman year in college, I feel like all of my friends were from New York. Mm -hmm. And that was my first time being around New Yorkers like that intensely. It was yeah. a different experience. And especially the BKBX thing. I learned a lot there. <laughs> the whole thing. Different girls. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, I got y'all. Y'all y'all don't fuck with each other. All right. All right, it's got like it. East West. It's like East West over here. Pretty much because I really don't do the East Side. Like <laughs> <laughs> and I left because I, I I never realized this. I have traveled all around the world, thousands of miles away from home. But my entire life, outside of the years of college, I have lived in pretty much the same five-mile radius my entire life. And that's, like, that's pretty common for, I think, a lot of Baltimoreans. And, like, I was even, I was talking to my child's father. Happy belated Father's Day to all the fathers. <laughs> and he was telling me this morning, like, he was like, I don't do no West Side. Because I was like, you want to go to the park with the girls? <laughs> he was like, I'm not going to Druid. I was like, whatever. Yeah, because, yeah, I, it's, such a, it's such a weird culture thing. Um, cause I, I know New Yorkers do it, but when I lived in Philly, I really didn't see it in Philly much. Like it wasn't like, Oh, I'm from North Philly. I'm not fucking with West Philly. Like I didn't see that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm a West Baltimore born and raised and I do not fuck with East Baltimore. <laughs> West side, West side. 
So, but when I said that out loud, I was like, oh my God, I've lived in the same five mile radius my entire life. It's wild. It's wild. It is wild. All right. I think we're going to go responsible first, but then I want to go ratchet because that's our thing here. Okay. So first responsible. I saw that, and I thought this was so dope that you were organizing like COVID relief um, funds for artists and local people in this area. So dope. I definitely did that. I can confirm. I raised over $5,000. That's like a lot of money. It's a lot. And it's probably more than that. Now I need to like recalculate. But you know, since I closed my fund, well, I'll start from the beginning. Like on March 13th, I woke up and I was like, yo, everything is canceled. Like school is canceled. Events are canceled. You know, I'm a marketing consultant. I'm an artist, a performance artist, all these other things. And so are many of my friends. And I have a network that extends not only from Baltimore, but like New York, New Jersey, Arizona. I mean, I know people all over the place and everywhere, everything was canceled. So I was like, everyone's losing money. You know what I mean? Like, and somebody has to respond. And, you know, I know because I've been in arts and culture for such a long time that those response rates were not going to be timely. You know what I mean? And really, you know, I was giving out micro grants of like anywhere from like $25 to like $100, if not a little bit more sometimes. So it wasn't, you know, to cover anyone's like complete expenses, Mm -hmm. but people just needed to know that someone cared, you know, in that time and in this time, because we're still in it. We're still in it. And, and, And I thought about that too, because I do have a lot of friends who are, you know, dancers and visual artists where, you know, their money is, was completely shut off um and so I'm looking to at first we thought it was going to be this like controlled contained thing like okay by June we'll be back to normal and you know they're trying to push it because they worried about that money even though the shit is not contained um (laughs) it is not not at all and um I'm looking like I just saw like the Kennedy Center and Carnegie Hall just canceled everything for the rest of the year and, and, and rightfully so. Yeah, like, I get it. And so it's like, oh, how does this shit ba- bounce back? Like, and then you have, um, like, the, the gig economy was spiking because I know a lot of my friends who were artists were like, all right, well, I guess I'm going to do Instacart right now because I'm, I'm not performing anywhere. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's crazy because it's like, you know, art- artistry, you know, is a part of gig economy. So, like, one big part of it really crashed. And then this other part of it, you know, related to like food and delivery services, Mm -hmm. you know, really surged. But also it's like, it's not what artists should be doing. You know, like artists shouldn't have to sacrifice. They shouldn't have to like take some hit to their morals and values and do something outside of what they are meant to do. You know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, And And I feel like, and then you have the other part of what's happening now, you know, with all of the Black Lives Matter and you know, defund the police movement and you see, um, I was just talking to a friend, like you see how artists are playing a role in that movement as well. And I've kind of um, recently just in the Baltimore area supported a few local artists um, who were doing, you know, the same thing like you were doing, like the fundraising, but also trying to do these small events within CDC guidelines <laughs> where they can still, you know, show their art to the world and yeah. push the message that, you know, black people matter. And so um, yeah. I, I feel like I, it's been amazing watching people pivot, watching the creativity with people are coming up with to say, you know, I'm still going to get my message out here and do what I love and make some coin too. <laughs> okay. And it, it's just, it's a testament to, you know, how beautiful of a creative industry we have here in Baltimore and, you know, everyone is resilient. And I sometimes resent that word, you know, resilience, mm-hmm. especially as it pertains to like the black community and like, we shouldn't have to be resilient in the face of like adversity. And we, we should just be able to live our everyday lives without worrying about being hurt or harmed or killed or abused. Um, especially as a black woman, you know, a lot of those thoughts have been at the forefront of my mind. It's, yes. it's sick, you know, it's sick what's happening to us. I think all the movements are beautiful. You know, I have my comments about allyship and I'll hold well, on. Well, you know what? Let's go there because I feel <laughs> I did not plan to go there. You will get ratchet, I promise, in a few minutes. But <laughs> I'm struggling with allyship myself. Mm-hmm. And I think my first encounter with the word ally was back in middle school 
and I went to a, a predominantly white upper class private school here. Um, and this was right after Ellen DeGeneres came out. Okay. And um, <laughs> they are, are, it's such so ingrained to in me and I hate it. But yeah. We called it a headmistress. Oh, I hate it. Um, oh. The head of school then, uh, she made this statement like standing up for the LGBT community and, you know, we're all children of God, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. And it became this like big scandal, right? Right. And the teachers started putting um, pink triangles, not all the teachers, but the teachers who were willing to be an ally for students who might have been LGBT. That was my first okay. introduction to that word at like 13. Like, okay, an ally. Right. Never, okay, I never heard of it. Got it. It's and just- now we fast forward to everything that's going on now. And I am really struggling with this um, concept of white people needing to be allies. I just, I, I really, in my heart of hearts, I don't, I don't think they deserve that term. Um, yes. I, I don't see any white person honestly, truly being a true ally. Um, mm-hmm. I think they can be less pieces of shit. You know, like I'm not going to be racist and I'll stand up and correct people, but I truly don't ever see a um, majority of white people ever putting anything on the line fully for a black person to succeed. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> to me, to me, true allyship exceeds a lot of what is being done, you know, currently, like I, I'm a movement builder, you know what I mean? I know what it is to come from a marginalized community, you know, as it were, as they're saying, you know, these communities are, and, you know, I know what it is to come from like a project and to like be black and be woman and like be at all these intersections that they are just not and you know by definition allyship is like a continuous process this is something that is never going to have an ed on it but it always an ing it's always going to be come on now i'm learning not i've learned and you know this this tone of arrival this tone <laughs> of you know privilege that they're taking on in their posts and i'm just like okay yeah, it, it, it it truly is a struggle for me and it's like on one side, I get it. Great. You're finally educating yourself or taking off the blinders because I think the other part I'm struggling with is like, yeah. why was it this incident that happened that made everyone wake up and I'm doing air quotes? Like, yeah, yeah. Because this has happened <laughs> a gazillion times before. So Literally. why was it this one? And part of me is like, because everyone was bored in the house. COVID. Yeah. Like, is that literally the only reason why people yeah. care right now? I mean, I definitely, I have my theories about it. And I think COVID is one of the, is a, is a part of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I totally think it is. And so it's people that I've interacted with, you know, professionally, personal life, growing up with them at that private school. And I can pinpoint so many ways that you were problematic. Even after I was cl- left that school with you and I saw the things you posted on social but now all of a sudden you want a medal because you posted Black Lives Matter. Like, I do not give a fuck. Like, I'm not impressed. Yeah. And I really, I'm struggling with that word and it is a a battle. So I've been very quiet on it. I have taken the stance on my page. Like, my audience is primarily Black women. Yeah. So I don't have to educate and post and do all those things because we live that shit. Yep. (laughs) And I think that's important to like affirm that you don't have to, as a black person, as a black woman, do extra work um, at a junction of like, okay, well, I need you guys to understand and empathize with us. Like, that's not, you know what I mean? Like, I get it. I get why these companies are doing it. You know what I mean? I get it too. I get it. You know, it's sales. It's money. We live in a capitalistic society. That's why we're opening, you know, these states back up. That's why, Mm -hmm. you know, it has nothing to do with public health safety or concern (laughs) and everything to do with the dollar it's all about this coin and so it's just and i and i it's this is just a very weird um year um 2020 is kicking ass and i just think you know mentally and i talked about this a few episodes episodes ago about protecting your peace because it is so much happening like i have to worry about going to the grocery store am i going to encounter someone to get COVID, and i'm going to pass it to my elderly grandfather because i'm his caregiver but then is someone gonna fucking a caring gonna walk up to me in the grocery store and pull some bullshit on me and then like like, (laughs) it's just like i I don't want to worry about all this it is so much happening and it's it's hella tense it it is very 
it doesn't even feel like summer yet because it's like yeah I've definitely I've had to take my my liberties and like go out and enjoy like my the beginnings of my what would be a perfect summer if not you know for COVID and like the civil unrest um you know I have a lot of friends who are like organizers so like I'm going out you know, sometimes to these rallies, sometimes I'm in my car and like other times I'm like out there or I'm speaking, you know, because I, I have a platform. And like you yeah. said, you have a platform that's predominantly for, you know, black women. My platform is all types of people. You know what I mean? Like they're white, they're black. So like I have to, in a way, and feel the, the need to like say, well, hey, if you're white and you're my friend, I'm glad you're doing some shit. But like also don't be performative about it. But I appreciate your post because I feel like you um, you do it in a way where it's like, look, let's not make any mistakes of who I am, <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah. And then you also do the part where it's like, okay, great, you did a post, but what else are you going to do? Yeah. And so I feel like you've done a very good job. And I, I know I had gotten a question, someone asking me, like, why wasn't I doing more? And I'm like, I don't have to. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't have to do more. And the things that I do um, push, like I've always done, like I've always talked about black businesses. I've always talked about banking black. That shit I've been doing years ago. So yeah. it's not a pivot for me now because it's the trend or it's hot. And this is what everyone is talking about. And mama don't want to be Angel mama no more. Like I don't need to do that pivot because. You know, honestly, <laughs> I, I want them to keep Angel mama on the bottle. Honestly, I'm, I'm tired of the erasure that happens, you know, to like, you know, okay, yes, she's a mammy archetype. Mm-hmm. Aunt Jemima is a mammy archetype. She's supposed to be this caring, loving Black woman who nurtures you and nuzzles your white babies into her bosom. And <laughs> that is, you know, it's problematic. It has, it's problematic, but also it's informative. It's educational. It's a moment. Like, we need to take a beat and say, like, you know what? She was on this bottle for a long time. And she's had different iterations. Like, she used to have, like, a rag on her head. Like, yeah, a she red did. Rag. And now she looks like a little corporate businesswoman. <laughs> I mean, you know, just because... And I, I saw this also, like, in the movement building. And we, I know we have some ratchet shit to get back to. But I saw a lot of this in the movement building where they were, like, depending on, like, what you wear, that kind of matters or how you speak. And as an articulate Black woman, you know, someone who sounds you know, mm-hmm. like I sound, and it's, it's, it's not sounding white to, to, to counter <laughs> everyone in elementary school. Um, right. <laughs> um, I'm just articulate. I'm an articulate black woman. And I think, you know, when I see these movements, I saw like a protest picture and it was like, all these black men are in suits. We're changing the narrative. Honey, they don't care what you're wearing. They, they do. They care. shot Martin Luther King. He wore suit shit. wore <laughs> suit. My daddy, you know, like everybody wore suit. I wear. I could wear a suit if I wanted to, but it doesn't change the fact that, like, if I go to the grocery store, I'm still di- disproportionately going to catch COVID because I'm black and I have underlying conditions in my family. It still doesn't change the fact that. I present as black and someone is going to be threatened by me because of the color of my skin. So like, let's not, you know, Listen, let's not fade it. But come on. And it's, just, it's, you know, I had kind of went on my personal Instagram and did a rant about it. And I'm just like, you know, it's, it's like almost like a racism baptism happening right now where it's like, <laughs> a, a yeah, it's like a three week window where you admit your sins and you can change the logo. We'll change the company name. I'm yep. not going to be Lady Antebellum anymore. We're going to be Lady A, but not know it's already a black singer that's Lady A. Like, <laughs> so it's like all these things are happening and we'll forgive and forget. Yeah. Right. Like, no. and it, it, it's like, it's, it's just so you, gross watching everything happening. And it, it really just weirds me out. Cause I, I don't like it. Yeah. It's just, I, I'm, I'm just like, what is happening? The whole, yeah. you know, Juneteenth was lit as fuck this year and I loved it. And right. next year it's going to be on a Saturday and hopefully we will be back to having a real summer <laughs> next year. But it's just like, even these companies, like I had so many emails in my inbox, like celebrate mm-hmm. Juneteenth. And I'm like, I have never yeah. gotten this from you. My <laughs> friend's like, he went to the yeah. Nike store and it was closed because it was Juneteenth. Oh, okay. Nike. <laughs> So I'm like, I guess. But I mean, the whole like executive team of Nike is white. You know what I mean? Like the when we get up when we get up into the ethers of those um, you know, companies and like who's really at the helm, it's white people. It's and all white. 
it's all white people. And, you know, unless we're hiring black, you know, I really think what, um, you know, what Yo did, Serena's husband, I don't know his name, but we gonna call him Serena's husband, yeah, and stepping down, you know, that made sense to me. Step down, get out the way, because a lot of y'all are just taking up space. If you've made it 18 minutes into Booney show and you are white, you are taking up space. And <laughs> I need you to move out of our way. Look, I don't know if any white people listen. I do have like a few white people who follow me on Instagram, but I don't <laughs> I don't know how many listen, but <laughs> and I, I I was very um and it's so funny because when I pitch sponsors sometimes, yeah. I am like the page I have on my demographic, it is very clear who my audience is. Like <laughs> don't come here confused about <laughs> this is black y'all. Yeah, this black. black women are up in okay. here. We get, thank you to our brothers who be here. We're about to talk about y'all in a second, but it's mostly black women up in here. So um, <laughs> I'm going to switch up Ratchet now because I actually had not planned on us talking about any of that, but it was great. Um, I it. You know, COVID has been a motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And I think I, you know, I didn't make it long into quarantining before I started bringing in dick because I was not, it was stress. I was not going to make it. Um, (laughs) like that meme that was going around where it was like ma'am dick is not essential no it it is it it really it was for me (laughs) and so I knew what self-care practice I needed to keep to keep my sanity and um have you been doing any COVID appointments you know I early on I was very much self-quarantining and I I was just fearful, you know, I was shaking in my, in my boots and I had kind of cut off some of the guys that I was talking to, um, Mm. because I was like, yo, and also I noticed there was just like this lack of creativity in them, like showing up. Oh, Um, come, let's talk about this lack of creativity. Yeah, like, I mean, usually, you know, guys like to take you out. They, you know, they know how to court you or like whatever courtship is nowadays. Usually it's just kind of like them asking can they suck on your pussy i don't know like like, whatever it's showing up as these days but you know i was i was kind of seeing that you know because they they couldn't take me out that i wasn't seeing or hearing from them as much so Mm -hmm. i was like well fuck you you know what i mean like i don't really want to talk to you but i did not make it that long into quarantine similarly to you um you know before i started to allow uh people of the opposite and same gender coming to my home in order to help me because I was stressed. Yeah. I mean, the stress was too much. And it's like, like you said, being black, you're already at the high, the high risk group. (laughs) I can't be having my stress level. And it's funny because with everything happening, I could feel the stress sitting in parts of my body. Like, Oh, my shoulder, like my shoulders don't never hurt. Why are my shoulders hurting now? Uh, My my back. Yeah, my my back. back. Like the tension Mm -hmm. was sitting in spots. And I was like, nope, we're not about to sit up here and die in this house. Nope. We're going to go ahead and. Yep. Yep. I was doing a lot of of sneaky links, as one of my friends were uh, (laughs) calling it. Um, I did did quite a lot of that. And more. There was a point, though, where I tried not to. Because I was like seeing, after a while, I was just seeing like one person. Mm. And I was just like, I think we should like self quarantine like for a little bit, you know, just to be safe. And we tried, we tried, we were texting each other. It was like, I miss you. I miss you too. And it was like this back and forth. And then like, finally he came over and he was like, yeah, you said you miss me. And I was like, yes. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the funny thing too, because I definitely um, ended up with one person in particular Mm -hmm. and I was like, and, and they were getting tested regularly for COVID because of the essential nature of their job. Okay. Like, oh, okay. Well, you know, the yeah. risk is, is very low here. So we'll okay. stick with you. Yeah. <laughs> I did stick. And I, I, the point you were saying about the lack of creativity, I did get bored in quarantine and I feel mm-hmm. like a lot of people got bored. So I was like, oh, let me redownload this stupid Bumble app. Oh. I hate, I do not like, I'm not a fan of these online dating things. I just don't go well. And that's what I noticed in a lot of these apps, like okay. because there was nowhere to go the conversation was worse than it was before. Yeah, Like they couldn't, because I felt like immediately it would be like, oh, I want to see you. Like we said two things to each other. And then the next thing was like, I want to see you. I don't, what, what, I don't even know your name. Like, who are you? Who are you? Yeah. And I feel like with COVID, it, it got worse. Like yeah. 
it, it was no creativity. Like, oh, what you watch on TV? I'm like, oh, delete that. <laughs> I, I don't do, I don't do too much. Like, oh, I don't do too much app stuff. Like, I, I probably met like one guy on Tinder maybe four or five years ago. And I mean, he laid it down. He lived in his grandmother's house with like seven other people. Those but, are people who be fucking the best. <laughs> okay, the bathroom tiles was getting it. Like we was getting it, and it was it was it, it was immaculate. But since then, I have not like super ventured into like dating apps. I'll download it to like spite somebody, but like not to That's hilarious. Not to do it for my own pleasure. Yeah, no, I've I've recently picked up some really good meat on a dating app. I'm, you mm. know, but like you too, like it's one out of sixty. So is it worth the time of swiping? I Honestly, mean, I mean, I just feel like the return on the investment is not worth it. So it's not. I don't I last mean, very long. I throw the dice a lot with in-person engagement. You know what I'm saying? Like I meet a lot of people, um, you know, in person because of the nature of my work, and so I meet a lot of very handsome, very talented, very cultured men. Oh, I need to come oh, hang out with uh, you. Oh yeah, please. <laughs> we can rock out. Yeah, um, I need to come hang out with you. I'm talking about lush wallpapers, nice loves, beautiful hair, beautiful manicured nails. Some of them a little rougher, you know, because I do love that as well. You know, I love it. I love a hood nigga. I really do. I'm just oh, like, yeah. man. I mean, what a classic. What a throwback. That Ugh. is. <laughs> that is. I have not. It's so fun. I, I'm going to bring this up because I was in somebody's Insta story and they were saying like, do you feel like black women give dark skinned men more grace than they give light skinned men? And they were like, we, we rarely talk about women and their colorism. And I had to think about my own escapades. And I feel like <laughs> that might be truth there for me because if they're dark, I've done a guy, and I'm a fat girl. I've done a dark skinned guy who was 130 pounds. I've done guy like a dark guy who was ugly. But every light skinned man I've ever been with is fine as fuck. Yeah, like, that is my qualifier. To be light, you have to be fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, I mean, they're I've fine. Had, I've I've run the gamut. I can't lie to you, Booney. I've yeah, messed I'm, with dark skinned guys. The one thing, Booney, and you know we're both fat girls. You know what I'm saying? So like. I, the one thing I really can't do and really try not to do is fat guys. Oh, like, I've never I, fucked a fat guy. Ever. I've almost never. Like, <laughs> I've two fat guys and, like, both of them, I really can't give you a good review about it. Like, I just couldn't give them five stars. Three at the most. Yeah, it's I'm just, like, I, I, I commend you for even trying. I've never fucked a fat guy because I just <laughs> felt like, and it's not even that they aren't attractive, but I'm just like, I I don't want to do all that maneuver. It's too much to think it's about. No. Yeah, I just I've never done it. But when I was when when I saw the girls posting her Insta story, I was like, oh, maybe she's. But yeah, when I started listing, I'm like, yeah. every single light skin guy I've ever been with. If I showed everybody pictures, they'd be like, Dun. like they're fine yeah. as men. And I the dark skin ones, it's a few. But then no. there's a few where I wouldn't tell nobody I mess with them either. I mean, there's a there's probably a couple people who I would never tell people I've messed with, just in general. But like light skin guys, I did mess with like one uglier light skin guy, and he just had like a lot of snaggly teeth, and <laughs> he wore glasses with like the lenses punched out. And this was like four years ago, maybe maybe six. I don't know. Interesting aesthetic. It was an interesting aesthetic that he had. I met him at an open mic. He was so enamored by me, my voice, and my words. And, you know, I just had to give him the opportunity. Um, so, since you just said this, like, we're, since we're both fat girls, do you ever, have you ever really met, a, like, been with a guy who's, like, fetishized, fetishized, you're fat? Like, have I ever really been, let me... I don't think so. Like I, I haven't either, but I've had people who like shared that experience with me. Like they've said that happened to them, but it's never happened to me. It's never blatantly happened to me where the person was just like, yeah, I just want to like scrub on your role. Like, you know what I mean? Like don't, <laughs> don't be weird about it. You know, usually it's like a loving thing. It's regular to me. Yeah, me too. I, I don't think I've ever had experience. Uh, Cause then I also know someone who said that they like went out with somebody and they told them like they were too small. I was like, I've never had that happen either. I, yeah, that's interesting. That's an interesting take. I mean, I see these shows like the 600 pound TLC. Like I don't have regular television in my house, but 
like when I do decide to like get on the apps and things like that and like I want to I'm in the mood to watch like you know hoarders or something like that. <laughs> I see like these shows where like these women are are big and like their men are trying to like feed them and it's like yeah, I'm no, I've had the little the little remark, and I'm sure you have too, like, oh, when I'm, like, on a little weight loss kick or something, like, oh, I need to get right. They'll be like, don't lose too much weight now. I'll, I get that. <laughs> I, I think I've had that before, too. And I actually, like, at one point in my life had lost over 100 pounds. Oh, and wow. then, like, it was it was fun. Like, it was nice being small. But also, like, I like, I like both of them. I like both of me. Both of them is good. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I kind of slide up and down every every other year, every couple of years, and it's like, it's cool. But people did, men specifically, did miss my fat. They did. Yeah. And you said something else that I feel like is a commonality. Um, I get a lot of people who are like, especially men, like, oh my God, your voice is sexy. And I'm like, I, okay. <laughs> all the time. Like, I've had people, I'm like, Booney's already doing it. I've had people tell me, to start a podcast i've had people to like they like do a radio show. i just want to hear your voice like look sis maybe we need to start our only fans where it's just audio we just read it erotic stories or some shit <laughs> we could just like we could just read the back of like oatmeal boxes like we could just and, you know recently i call my tribe the ratcheteers and okay. recently a ratcheteer sent me a message and i kind of got like I'm like I don't know if I really like her nigga but I ain't want to say that and she's probably listening now and she knows but girl I'll put a question mark over him but um he has sent a message not like he must have told her like yo Booney's I guess she had him listening to the podcast and he Uh was like yo Booney's voice sexy as fuck oh no 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 yeah don't don't know no 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 yeah no I've had a I've had something like that happen to me recently where like I was like I had my best friend Ebony is very sex positive, very beautiful, curvaceous woman. Um, you know, she's a she's like just beautiful. She's a sex worker. You know, she's just awesome to me. And one of my guys like that I'm messing with messaged me and was like, Ebony need to stop playing. And I was like, What? <laughs> like blatantly, what? Mind you, I am I am open. Like I'm open to poly shit. I'm open to all mm-hmm. that. Um, and he knows that and so is he. But and so is and so is my best friend. But I was like, no, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, like no. <laughs> we we've never gone there. Why are we going there right now? But she does need to put a question mark over it. Yeah, I'm just like put a little question mark there. I'm not sure because you I, you don't know the inner workings of everybody's everything. But that just gave me a little pause yeah. um, that he felt comfortable enough to say that to her. Uh. So yeah, um, you had posted on your Instagram and I had screenshotted this. <laughs> the perfect segue perfect. don't let all that's happening push you into the arms of a fuck boy it's not the time for them or their shit it's time for revolution and y'all just want to be chose i'm sorry to anyone that may have offended but i don't i'm not sorry really i'm not i i think you know yeah like don't let every like it's stressful yes you know mm-hmm. both you and i believe we just submitted that you know we welcome the company of the of our male suitors into our homes in order to <laughs> stress and compress but like yeah don't don't let these fuck boys get you it's it's a lot of trickery going on out here like you said it's a lot of messages floating and in and out of my dms and inbox and it's like peace queen you know (laughs) we could connect or you know what's up yo i ain't hear from you in a little while like what's and i'm like no i've gotten a few hey strangers hey strangers And I've, I've sent a few hate strangers. I ain't gonna lie. You know, I got caught up with one in particular because I was like, ooh, that was... <laughs> yeah, that, that was worth... That might be worth a, re, a, a circle back. just... something I didn't do, I would really like to... Let me test the waters there. Um, I, I do hate that, too, because I feel like, you know, we've talked about this in past episodes... But I feel like, you know, just as you grow and evolve as a person, like, you know, things that you try sexually and want to do explore sexually, you know, you grow there too. And I feel like some things that I've been doing recently, I've been having those thoughts like, fuck, I would love to try this with so-and-so because yeah. our chemistry was so good. And it's like, we never did this. Now I wish I, I want to circle back. Yeah. <laughs> and I was telling 
like the universe is so funny because you know the power of the tongue I was proclaiming to my friend like my intimate friend circle and I don't even know if I shared this on the podcast yeah but at the end of the year I was saying like I wanted to do a world tour of past good dick Mm. I wanted to like go back to my like top four I can and, I and can do it again. That. I like that. I like that idea. Look, soon as I put it out in the universe, the universe was like, ah, ah. <laughs> and here come rolling somebody, and the shit is good yeah. as fuck. Like, so I kind of forgot about the world tour. Okay. Like, the like, universe is like, we got you, sis. Like, calm down. Relax. Because <laughs> a few of them might have been a little. That might have been crazy, right? Yeah, I wish I could see the face I'm making. <laughs> Yeah, like I, you shouldn't, but I want to. <laughs> I want to. Yeah, I, I would have, I would have been down for a world, a world tour at the top of the year with you know some past greatest hits. You know what I'm yeah. saying? There was definitely some good hits, you know, back in the day. But like, also, no, I did do a little circle back. You know, when COVID started, you know, I had like a really good male best friend who may or may not listen to this because he listens to everything I do. But <laughs> I am very much in love with his ass, right? And I always have been. I just think he's a beautiful man. And, you know, I wanted to try to, like, make something work with him. You know, but he sees me as a friend or whatever. But we, we did our good little amount of cuddling and kissing and shit. Okay, God, know, during, during COVID. And that, it was nice to circle back. You know, it was a good circle back. And a few years ago, we just weren't at a, a spot where we were mm-hmm. mature enough to, like, do that in a way that made sense. Yeah. You know, timing really is everything. Mm-hmm. It it really is. And it sucks, especially because when you start thinking about the circle back, um, it's like it was a reason you, you ended or it didn't work. But it's like, fuck, if we had tried that now or like yeah. the time is right now, but I already had my chance with you. It kind of sucks. It does kind of suck. I did actually look at like some messages of ours, my, my male friend and I, and I was like, yo, I scrolled back and I was like, this is why this didn't work. I remembered. And then it happened again this time. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to let this, I'm going to let this ride. We're still very good friends. We still it's true. And I think you're harping on something too. And I think you, you know, you did post this on your, your Instagram. Yeah. You posted something that was like, um, dating not stressful when you deal with niggas who like you. Listen, <laughs> it's not. I like, I've dated a lot of guys who hate my ass. And hateful sex is good. But is it like really good for your heart? You know what I'm saying? Like, is it really good for your mind? Is it really, is it like, how did you know that they hated you? Like, so you are saying like, they like, what did you say? Like, Oh, this nigga just really don't fuck with me. Yo, like I just, I've messed with guys who like get real ghosty. You know, I'm talking like I'm gone for three, four days. I come back and I still just want you to treat me like you did. Like I'm talking, you know, just, I don't like my mama. You know what I mean? Been there. That's, that's, that's hateful. That, uh, you know, I don't really have a good relationship with my baby mama shit. Um, you know, or like, I, 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 I run into this a lot just because like, I'm, I consider myself, and I try not to like boast or brag. I consider myself a successful black woman. You know what I mean? Like, I think I, I think I do the damn thing. And a lot of men will chase after me, you know, in the hopes of like getting or sucking off some ambition off of me. And that's not really how that works. Um, and then, like, they get upset with that or they mm. want things for themselves that they're too scared to jump out and do. And so mm. they get caught up in my success and then they get resentful because then they're like, yo, you're this person at every... I've had an ex tell me, like, everybody loves you and I hate that about you. Wow. But, and it was like, he couldn't just have me to himself. And so... I went on this whole parade, like maybe a few years ago, if you scroll back maybe two, three years ago, about love without ownership. Because he wanted to like own me for lack of a better word. He wanted Woo! to love me and he didn't want anybody else to love me. And that's, yo. If that somebody, is, yeah, yeah. That is, that's, that's a lot. It's a lot. That is a lot. Like you can't bottle up my my joy and, and block me from blessings just because you yeah. want to have me. That's some selfish ass shit. It is. And I, I've, I've definitely been in relationships since and before that where the person wasn't bold enough to say it. And shout out to Aries for being very bold. But, I want fire signs. <laughs> you know, he was bold enough to say it, but I've dealt with men who I feel have that same sentiment or share that same sentiment of just being jealous or resentful or feeling like 
you know, they couldn't have their shine and I had all this shine and so they wanted, it was, it's just a lot. And it's like, nobody should have to deal with that. You should be able to be with somebody and you guys should be each other's cheerleaders. You should be able to, to rise up together. And even if you don't want to be a public figure per se, mm-hmm. like you can be great in your own right. And like, I, I love that. And, but it's, I, I've hid some accomplishments like from people that I've dated, oh, wow. That's, you know, or yeah. just not posted it because it's like, damn. And you know, I, I I struggle with that sometimes too, because I feel like I have found a really good balance of sharing a lot with my audience, but being able to still keep some things um, private into myself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like even, you know, doing live shows and I started going to other cities last year, damn Narona for canceling uh, the shows this year, but I felt like that too. I've encountered that with guys where I don't like to share um, my podcast and all that stuff immediately. Because mm-hmm. one, I don't want them going and listening and watching and trying to figure out who I am by that stuff. And then two, I think because of the topics that I talk about, sometimes it does, it plays that intimidation role or, mm-hmm. and um yeah, that sucks. But it, it's nothing worse than um, not being able to like celebrate yourself with the person you're with. It's really nothing worse. Like I've felt like shit, like in those relationships or those connections with people where I wasn't able to like fully express who I was mm-hmm. and you know, who I was like becoming more importantly. And like, it's sad. It's sad. And it's like, I wanted to so bad. And even when people can't celebrate you, yeah. like your partner should be able to lift you up. You should be able to like, I've been in many, 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 many connections and relationships just as a plus size woman, as a darker skinned woman, where I was being hidden. Like I, I was just not being posted. Like I, and I've immediately like them dating someone immediately after me and being able to post them or celebrate mm. them and they're fair skinned or smaller and like we don't talk about that type of shit and like especially in the black community like when you grow up growing up i was always the friend who was like in the corner or like downstairs with the with the third ugly friend and it was like <laughs> you know what the fuck like i was getting the short end of the stick but also like i was living my own life but when i was with my you know with my group of friends and you know one of my best friends was like smaller very light skin always longer hair always just kind of fit the bill and like I've always been this like alternative like for men Mm. and I I think that's how I perceive it and like but also like no like I'm not an alternative like you know what I mean like I had to kind of come to to grips with that like yo I'm very beautiful I'm super smart I'm very talented I'm very good at sex like I'm very good at I'm a Scorpio talk your like, shit. I mean like it's just it's it's an intense combination and I feel like any nigga would be so lucky to you know even have a day a month an hour a minute a second of my come, time come on so, now I like that and I think that's a, another thing too where I um you know as a being a sex positive platform and I try to bring on guests who encourage women especially black women to find um their sexual powers and you know mm-hmm. you can always brushing up on technique and shit like you might not know it all be something else to try okay. like talk your shit like i know like you just said i know i'm good at sex i know i'm I gonna am. suck the shit out your dick i'm gonna yes. like i'm gonna drain your balls like i i know that right <laughs> and so i have like it took me a while not a while but like in my 20s like i'll go back and look like my earlier 20s yeah. I did not speak up, right? Like I would have I was the person, all right, let me just fake the orgasm so you get off of me, leave me alone, and then uh, I gotta go home and like finish myself off. Yeah. And then somewhere in that mid twenties, that shit fucking changed. Like I can't stop I cannot be with these people. Yeah. <laughs> like I know I'm good at this shit. I so you running, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I feel like I want more women to just own that and say that. And it's a way, and I've had episodes about this where I've asked sexologists and sex experts, like, how can you, how can women, whether they're with women or men or whoever, how can they speak up and advocate for themselves in the bedroom? Yeah, I'm very vocal, you know what I mean? And very seldom, like, unless it's like on some one night, like, I just actually, you know, you know how you go through these bouts of like, one night stands or like, you're just kind of, Dating and it's not really people that you're actually gonna be with. With you, yeah. um, 
it was like I went through this bout of that I think summer 2019 and there was just a couple of people that were in it was a good summer (laughs) (laughs) until I got pregnant but I got you know I had this (laughs) little roster and I didn't I didn't have that baby but um it was a good roster of people and I just really enjoyed having sex with them but also like it's harder to give notes to people who you aren't actually gonna be with to me like yo like just a little bit more to the left, Mr. No, I will be quick. It's, it's one of my exes. He was actually an ex-boyfriend, but it's like one of our inside jokes was he'll always be like, remember that time you were like, yeah. <laughs> he was like, you kept saying like, you would be like three more pumps. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I could tell he was about to finish and I'm like, wait a minute. I'm, I'm like three more, like three more. And he was like, yo, that shit is still so funny to me. Cause he was like, mm-hmm. he said you, the way you said it, where it's like, he's like, in my mind at the time, I'm like, fuck I'm about the bus and she talking about three more <laughs> but he said you said it so cool and it was so dope it was so sexy it was in a way he's like it really invigorated me to try but he's like I knew once I stroked one more time that was it, <laughs> that was it. <laughs> and you gotta know yourself you know what I'm saying like come to the, I also just this like guys if you're out there or women if you could encourage guys like I think don't don't gas me up. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't tell me, don't tell me you about to perform like you an Olympian and I have fucked an Olympian and then you don't, you know what I'm saying? Like, don't, don't gas me up. If you're not going to last long, if you know, if you know the dick is not long like that, if you know, just don't gas me up. Don't gas me up. I fuck with that. All right. So we're about to do the breakdown and I am going to say one word. Okay. And you're going to say the first thing that comes to mind. Yes. It could be a sound. It could be a phrase. Whatever. Okay. All right. The first word, Baltimore. Why did that, why did that even, why did I think dirty, like, right away? <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but I don't know why that even came to mind. Okay. Look, at nothing's more dirty than Philadelphia. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fat girls. Beautiful. Ally. Ew. <laughs> Big bellies. Yummy. Sex. Yes. Black love. I don't know. Black men. I really don't know. <laughs> and last one, revolution. Won't be televised. Come on now. <laughs> Alana, this is good. Uh, if you could tell everyone where they can find you on the internet, on social media, if they want to book you, let everybody yes. know. Plug, plug, plug. Plug, plug is you can find me at alananicole.com. That's A L A N A H N I C H O L E.com. Or Alana has entered the chat.com. And that's the same name on Instagram. Alana says on Twitter. You can find me at my house, but, you know, I might be fucking, so not first. <laughs> Love it. I will link all of that in the show notes, guys, so be sure to follow. You can keep up with her antics. She be, she be dropping fire on her page and on her Twitter, so <laughs> go ahead and follow. <laughs> Thanks, Booney. Thank you so much. All right, guys, I want to thank Alana Nicole for coming on the podcast. I told you it was good. She is dope. Be sure to follow her because she's going to gather you up sometimes. And that's what we need in a nice, responsible and ratchet friend. All right. And if you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio or any app that you listen to your podcast on. Don't forget to leave those reviews too. We need six more guys, six more to hit a hundred five-star reviews for this season. You might just hear your review on the next episode. Follow us on all social media. Share the episode with those you love, those you don't love, those you fucking hate. I don't make these pretty images for nothing. Okay. Have a dope ass week. Stay healthy, safe, and sane. Thank you for listening. And remember the ratchet in me always honors the ratchet in you. Home I stay. Until next time.